What's wrong Cheesing. with you? Cheese crackers. Bam, we're live. Hiller, we can't wait for you every show. Motherfucker, you're, the- <laughs> you're right. Next time I'll be here on time. Just immediately throws him under the bus. <laughs> uh, Hiller was shirtless and I tried to go live and he's like, no, no, no. I, I don't want to be topless. Wait a minute. I got to tape my shirt on. Scrambling to cover up his titties. You know, if you uh, were here on time, you would have heard about the pump session that was going on before you got here. Who was getting pumped? You, you, wouldn't you like to that know? That girl on the bed behind Taylor? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand what's going on. You're muted. I'm just trying to. That's, trying dude, to that's my girlfriend. I'm in the same room as JR. So uh-huh. I'm trying not to echo. Ah, wow. JR looks like he's in a much nicer room. Maybe it's just your mustache makes it. Why is one dark and one's not dark? I I like it because I'm sitting in front of the window. The lighting looks good. Looks Uh, good on you. I, I, um, Sousa, there is a comment on one of our YouTubes, uh, from yesterday. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to bother you with, um, house cleaning, but there's a comment on here that needs to be erased. Did somebody call me a creep again? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> they said, uh, Chase got a couple crossfit. You, you made JR laugh. Said, I can't find it. They said something about you being better than me when you host the show because you don't interrupt. <laughs> if you could erase that, promptly deleted, promptly deleted. Uh, Sydney Michalition. Clown that one out. Uh, say that again. She just got crushed. Her running looked so bad. Well, that's, that's what that's what Savannah was saying on the last show. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's interesting that I'm I'm still proud of her. She's a beast. But uh, I just I I want to jump way ahead here real quick. Is that going to be problem at the games? Running depends on who's programming. Yes. Well, in years past, running is a huge issue at the games. Uh, like like especially last year. Uh, is that that's like almost some like the kind of holes Gee has, right? Uh, I mean, we'll see when he does uh, when he does his semifinal. I th- it, it seems that he's probably tightened those up a bit more. Um, she's a lot younger, and man, she is just a unit too. Just watching her on the runner was a lot um, younger than who? Just a lot younger oh, in general. In period. A lot longer. A lot like younger in general. In period. Yeah. Got not, it. Not, I not think he, he's younger. Isn't he 21? How old, is she, how old is she? No, I didn't take it that way that he was saying that. I thought I think he was just saying she's young, oh. younger than the pack. And then that uh that she has a lot of room to break. Hey, can you fix that? Can you fix running uh JR at 22? Can you can you make someone can you to tr- turn someone into a, a, a Lazar Jukic? Well, I mean, I definitely think every athlete has some kind of essence. Uh are they twitchy? Are they faster twitch? Are they more uh, slow twitch, but running is definitely something that you can get better at. It just takes some time. Not not as long as some would argue that it takes to get strong, but it definitely takes some time. Uh, who who's uh? How does Amanda Barnhart run? She Very runs. similarly. Yeah, that's what I would think. That's what I would think, right? I mean, they're kind. Of, who said it? Someone said uh, she's a unit, and that's like when I think of Amanda Barnhart too. She looks like she's just brought out of the matrix. Why hasn't Ben Bergeron fixed her running yet? Who? It's all his fault. Oh, that yeah, Amanda's over there at the at the. Um... She's been for some time. Hmm. Everyone okay. would say, "Look at Cole Sager; he's a good runner." So, she, doesn't Ben Bergeron make good runners? And it's like, no, Cole Sager's always been a good runner. Just like Amanda Barnhart's always been strong. Just like Chandler Smith has never moved well. Bergeron well, doesn't think, do much. 
I think to clear mm. up kind of some of my previous statements, I don't I, I just think different coaches have different flavors. You know, we heard James Townsend earlier talking about how he focus, focuses on the mental so much. Whereas from what I hear with Matt, um, I'm sure he, he focuses on the mental to a high degree, but it also seems like he's super focused on the minutia of movement efficiency. Um, and so I just think you get different perspectives with different coaches. I wasn't saying earlier, you know, Ben's a bad coach. I don't know him at all. And I've never been coached by him. So what the fuck do I know? Oh, Same you here. got your pee-pee slapped. You got your pee-pee slapped between the show and last show. Someone someone told you to fucking watch that fork tongue ears. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I just think different coaches are different. I I have my coach and I love him. Um and I don't want any other coach. I think I think they're just different coaches are different. And I would I would you know what I'd be really interested in in seeing the dynamic of a one-on-one coach is I wonder how rich coaches Haley. Or I guess Tasia's her one-on-one coach but that would be an interesting dynamic well uh, we heard i don't know if it was on this show or it was after one of the shows but someone basically said and we could have Haley on and ask her um but that uh she 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 kind of refuses to start with strength training she starts every day with uh, like a metcon which isn't the coach's fault so when when you say like oh hey um i don't know if that's true that's just the word on the show who said that who was that who said that i don't remember well, if it, I, it was I written in a, a bathroom rumor. stall somewhere. It was written in a bathroom <laughs> yeah, stall. I, I heard a rumor. Well, to that to that point, it's like you know, for James for James Townsend, who I'm sure he's got a high degree of confidence in, in himself, but say like, oh, can you fix Haley? Well, if it's just technique and she's coachable and she wants to fix that technique, then sure. But I would I would make the assumption that she's probably on some really good strength programming. She probably has some very fit individuals who move very well, coaching her on efficiency, and it's probably to a degree. How much of a step back is she willing to take to get stronger? Uh, sorry, I'm I'm a little slow to the game. But Amanda and and uh, uh, Sydney are both with um, Comp Train. Oh, so maybe Sydney does have a running coach, and a running coach is Amanda Barnhart. Damn, <laughs> I don't know if they coach each other, but you're onto something. Uh okay. Um, I I lost my notes, unfortunately. Uh, at, well. It was, oh it was no! A, it was a technical error. Susan, you're up. I <laughs> no, Susan just lets you guys talk. Uh, Alexis um, uh, Johnson, did you guys see her throw her belt? I'm going back to the teams uh, back from uh, this morning event for. She gets off the pull ups. She does. Was it ten or twenty? Was it twenty? Twenty pull ups. Twenty twenty pull ups for the team, and then she goes over to where the dumb tank is. And, uh, she throws her belt and it flies in the air and goes two lanes over. Did you guys see that? So first let me ask you this. Why would you need a belt in that workout? Is that for the, the shouldering the D ball or the sandbag? Are you talking about the individual event? No, sorry. I'm talking about the team event. This young lady here, when she got off the pull-up bar, she, she had a weight belt and she threw it, and it went flying 20 feet in the air as high as the rig, 15 feet in the air, and landed two lanes over. Did you see that shit? Like, if it's a like competitor would have been the there. Chalk, would have just, and, and Rich was a commentator, and he was dying laughing. He was like, oh, she's never going to live this down. <laughs> but, and then oh one of the other God. commentators, I think it was Sean or Tanya, was like, hey, isn't she going to need that belt? <laughs> but she just left it. You got, Did you guys see that? Um, if you could find that, Sousa, that little section – uh, oh, we're trying to play it. Ah, fuck. Are you gonna that. risk Never it? Mind. Never mind. Is that Never worth mind. it? No, no, no. We don't want. <laughs> oh yeah, do, you just have to mute it. Just mute it. If, 
if she slapped somebody, it might have been worth it. But I don't know if a belt toss is worth that strike. Uh, Rich was commenting the um, uh, team event. I thought he did a damn good job, and I thought that uh, Sean and Tanya Wagner integrated great with him. By the way, that's a um, I, I love Tanya Wagner. I think she's great at what she does. Do you, do you guys listen to her commentating? Yeah, she's amazing, fantastic. Yeah, you like her, Jr. Yeah, I think she's really good. And 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 her and Sean are seamless, and they brought Rich in really well too. Did any of you guys even watch any teams? Be honest. I won't tell anyone. I watched I, I watched Mayhem towards the back end, okay. but I missed the belt toss that you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't see the belt. So toss. We, we should we should probably bring it up on the stream. Yeah, if we can, if you can I'm, find I'm it, I'm poking around for it. I'm poking around for okay. it. Okay. Just post it on uh, your Instagram story, and everybody who wants to go see it can go click on your Instagram story. I, I need the – God, that background for you is so good, Taylor, with the black and just how fucking albino – trans- you're almost saying, translucent. Right? I can see – Take oh, the head off. <laughs> even better. Can someone explain that team event to me? Like, when does the next guy get to go? It's four people oh, no. do the exact same workout. But I couldn't figure out for the life of me when the second the person behind you gets to start going. I, I believe oh, you're no. talking about the, the the synchro chest. Nope, never mind. Okay, I'm, no, I'm no. not caught up the, on that workout. The, the, the workout was you run, you you ran, and then you and then did the uh, I think wall balls, walk. and then you did pull ups, and then you pushed the torque tank, and then you did the D ball, the shoulder sandbag shoulder, and then you jumped across the finish line. But I couldn't figure out when or why or what triggered the next person to start. Like did did you have to cross the finish line? Was it just when you touched no, the deep ball? It's, no, no, I believe they're waterfalling the runner. Yes, and in one of my comment sections, Froning spoke about how there should never be a waterfall workout in a competition like this. What does that mean, waterfall? Okay. So that means it means that after the first athlete completes the run, then the next athlete starts the run. And when they finish, the third athlete starts the run. When they finish, the fourth athlete starts the run. You're basically so, at the so mercy you want of the, the fastest... person in front of you. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're, you're at the mercy of the person in front of you on the runner. So you want to get them way out ahead and pray to God that they're keeping ahead of the person who's second, who's third. And then you want your ringer at the end to be able to keep up as close as possible to the third person. That's wow, usually okay. how a waterfall workout works like this. Who brought right, the right, guys? Who brought the torque tank back? There's no torque tank on that workout. Oh, there wasn't on that one? No, okay. No. okay. That's why okay, I'm okay. so confused with what you're saying. Okay. I thought you were okay. talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, conflate, okay. I'm conflating the two workouts. Okay. All right, great. Well, I enjoyed the event. I thought it was cool. Uh, they had, uh, um, uh, uh, once again, Sasha uh, Nievis uh, do the, the ringer, as uh, Hiller called at the end. Uh, she touch and go. She did singles for the first six reps with 145 clean and jerks, and then she touch and go the last four and, uh, and blew across the finish line. It was pretty cool. And, and, you know, we saw yesterday, she said for the complex, 200 pounds was light. So you can imagine 145 was um, nothing for her. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to ask this question to, um, but is schmoozing the refs important? Yes. <laughs> I think, uh, and I don't know that schmoozing is the right word, but when you, when you walk up to them before an event, you introduce yourself. Um, and my, my favorite, and then you threaten them uh, with their life. Like, like Ryan Fisher. I like to say, you hey, I, me. I like to say, I really appreciate you guys being out here and doing this. Thanks for doing this. And, uh, and then go over the workout with them. And does everyone do that? Everyone goes over the workout with the, uh, 
I don't think everyone does that. I, I don't go over the whole workout. I just go over a couple of the moves like, Hey, can I do this? Can I do that? Small logistical things that they don't always cover in the briefing. Um, and sometimes they change things after the briefing. So I just like to, uh, I wouldn't say schmooze, introduce myself, thank them for being there and for doing this because they're volunteering. Um, and then go over the little things. Eye contact. Oh yeah. Handshake. Yeah. Slap on the butt. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> only, only if it's a dude. You think you think you got you think you ever gotten any bro, bro you think you ever gotten any bro reps because your kindness? Uh, I I feel like aside from some really heavy like n- near like sub maximal lifts, I move really well. So I don't really I typically typically I'm not concerned with no reps unless I'm doing a movement that I'm pushing to failure. Like I don't I don't typically have no reps in middle of workouts and like in like pretty common movements. So I don't really worry about that. Is that you too, Hillary? Common common movements. Have you ever had Hillary as your judge? Well, when I say common movement, I mean like, okay, if I am going to get a no rep, it's going to be because I fail a jerk at like 345. Or I'm not going to get no rep a lot on wall balls. I'm not going to get no rep a lot on muscle ups. I'm not going to get no rep on pull ups and shit like that for squat. Speaking of no reps, did you guys pick up Brooke Wells on that long event? I don't know if we want to go to that yet. Sure. I, I saw a lot of hers. Yeah. You're talking about the wall ball? She, it appears as if yeah. she lost that event due to her inability to cooperate with her judge. Do you I guys would, agree? Uh, or do, on do, on do, which what, movement? What, on why which why movement? do you disagree? The sandbag, in my so opinion. So she went out so hot. and She had and, quite a bit of a lead on Danielle Brandon. I and know. Then it, if you were to ask me, and I don't have an exact number, it looks like she got seven or eight no reps on that sandbag. What? She she How did I not notice that? Yeah, I didn't see that either. That's what round are you talking earlier. about in the third round when Danielle passed talking her? About over the over the course of the workout. And okay, well, okay. Uh, all right, all right. Maybe it was more like three or four no reps on the sandbag, but it ended up like really kicking her back. She was like giving her judge a hard time. Not giving her judge a hard time, but like, what are you talking about? And she then also on the out. wall ball, she would pick it up and then she'd get a no rep and she'd put the wall ball down. She'd approach it, not even do a wall ball, put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys missed all that. I, oh, I saw that at the end. I, I just saw heard, all of it. Yeah, I saw that, she that, most of that down. happened during her fourth round. But also, over the course of the workout, she'd get a no rep here or there. I just saw her after the workout, and it looked like her soul was in Mars. Yeah, on Mars. But, yeah, she was. But if if she wasn't given those no reps, I believe she would have still been ahead of Danielle Brandon. No, I think I think those no reps were going to happen because she was just so blown up. I just think she went out too hot. Like I so think you think you that watch, there are no reps as a result of just being so fatigued she couldn't control anything that was going on? Yeah, that's yeah. Because she like me. Because she one time she was spiegeling some reps. She she <laughs> did one wall ball I think on her fourth round. She like did a wall ball and on the way down she caught the ball and it like pushed her back and she like caught it and took a couple steps back and that yeah. was a fifteen pound ball. So I saw was, that too. She was messed up. And what was interesting was underneath their lanes, like Danielle Brandon's lane and Brooks lane, they had the markings of like where their feet go. Did you guys notice that? Like they came up in chalk and stood there, did a few reps, and then they marked where their feet were at. And I looked and a lot of the other women didn't necessarily have that, or at least not to what I saw. So she knew where her feet were supposed to be planted. It's not like she lost it. So I just think that was just utter breakdown at the end of the uh, workout for her. Which, and, and I'm not talking shit at all because... 
Mm-mm. I blew, I blew up a grand games, but I, I think that's why she lost the workout. Not because of the no reps per se. I think the no reps were a result of her losing control of the throttle, so to speak. Yeah. That- JR, what do you think? Yeah. So it was really interesting before that workout, we were trying to figure out where the sticky part is, right? In a 25 minute workout, where can you lose it? Where can you win it? And although we saw no reps on wall balls all the way around the board, every heat, male, female, everybody was getting them. Some some athletes more than others. We can all agree that, like we say, not all reps are equal, like a double under and a clean and jerk at 225. Not all no reps are equal either. If you get no rep on a wall ball and you're like, dang, and you just keep going or you drop yeah. for a second, and you pick it right back up. You get no rep on a sandbag clean, depending on the method that you're using to do it. That's not just a one to two second penalty, but that's also the time it was going to take you to rest and do the next one. So now it's compounding. And we saw the separation in the workout be for a lot of heats who was able to go touch and go but go touch and go because of their ability allowed them to and not because they were just trying to get a lead in the first two rounds because when you saw um when you saw mitchell stevenson he was able to hold touch and go two sets all the way through three rounds he was able to do that and hold on to that and we saw saxon do the same thing and we saw some athletes start out touch and go and then rest for 15 seconds before the next rep Oh, which round was uh, which heat was Mitchell Stevenson in? Heat three, the second. Oh, heat two. I'm sorry, second to last. He touch and go to all of them. Huh? I so I just want to. I just want to note. Me and Jr. were talking about this. We were watching uh, Mitchell Stevenson do this workout, and I think Jr. said he moves up to eighth, and he's currently in a points tie, but sitting in ninth. So he's in a points tie with Luis Oscar Mora for eighth and ninth. Um, so that was really spot on, and I think. Going, he was in the second heat, but I think going into the third heat, we thought that it was going to be pretty tough for anyone to touch his time. And man, is Saxon Panchik impressive. And I would really like to ask Scott what he thinks about how his brother's looking because he just looks like a different athlete. Yeah, totally freaky. Uh, okay, so let's go back to a couple of those things we talked about before. Uh, the lines were mentioned that were on the ground. The commentators uh, on the play-by-play were saying that they those lines were um, a technique athletes use when there's not a wall because when there's a wall in front of them, you can get a visual of how far you are from the wall. But since there was no wall and it was just a target up ahead, they went out ahead of time and drew lines. Um, uh, JR, have you seen that before? Is that, is that common practice? Yeah. You know what I think of when I see that is uh, something most people do on bar facing burpees, you know, when they do them for lots of reps, a lot of times you'll put two X's on either side of the bar so that you don't get too far away from the bar, but you also don't get too close to the bar to where your head is on top of it. Cause generally that's a no rep. So maybe you saw some, like some teams at my gym did that for their line facing burpees on the team of four, just to make sure their hands are in the exact same place every time. So that's smart to do on a wall ball when there is no wall because depth perception plays when you got that uh, clear target you're going for. Good visual clue. Yeah. We, and we talked about depth, depth perception this morning. It can get weird if it goes uh, <laughs> sideways. Uh, Daniel Brandon, uh, w- when you were saying all no reps w- uh, weren't created equal, that was a, a great description, but I was also thinking of this, uh, the difference between missing your target when you throw the ball versus not getting enough depth. I don't know what the implications are of that, but there was no question ever that uh, Danielle Brandon got depth. I was thinking like, the same thing. And, and with Brooke, like I, um, I mean, I, as a ref, I wouldn't have no Raptor, but I didn't see a single one that went below parallel just from the angle of the cameras. I mean, I'm not down there. So, so we what do you spinning. mean? You wouldn't have no Raptor. 
I'm I, I, I'm a bro, bro the rep the I bro rep the fucking rep the shit out of Susa. You're in again, Susa. You're in. <laughs> I bro rep her all day. He's just a counter, not a judger out there. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. One, two, I judge her smile, not her death. But <laughs> but it doesn't from from the camera angles we see that there's and you know we used to see that with Josh Bridges and the the truth is is you see with a lot of people uh, it's. I don't know if it's they, they if it has to do with their hips or whatnot, but it looks like their hamstrings like hitting their cab and they're 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 they bottomed out. But Danielle Brandon's figured it out, and God knows she must have calves and hamstrings that are in the way like everyone else. <laughs> Part of it has to do with ankle flexion. So if you have a great ankle flexion, you don't have to rely on hip depth as much to feel like you're going deep in the squat, even if your heels stay on the ground. Um, but if you want to ensure you're hitting below depth, you need to sit back into your hips when you squat. So, so what do you guys think? Uh, do you guys agree with me? Uh, what, what did you, what did you guys see? Yeah. So our view was, yeah. So like our view was from, from the back of the athlete. So the athletes right. were facing away from us when they're doing their wall balls from our vantage point. Right. So we were seeing them from the rear. Right. And I can just say there may have been one or two and all the heats get no rep for death. But what it appeared like was that everyone was getting no rep for ball height. Okay. Okay, so 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 either we couldn't see clearly from our camera angle, or it just wasn't one of the stronger uh, uh, pieces of criteria. But 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 at least there was consistency, which yeah. I do, which I do appreciate. Okay, uh, here we go. Um, I, I want to talk about the dumb tank for a second. That's something I thought of. So th- this is the, the, the big picture. This is, this is a huge problem just with society. Uh, in general, it's fascinating to me how fucking stupid this piece of equipment is and the fact that there's trust put into it as it being some sort of equalizer across the board. Uh, one, one of the things that we talked about early in the week is that the dump tank was being used to get rid of the <laughs> argument uh, that um, – that lanes may be different, that the grass may be wet, the grass may not be wet, it may be more sticky here, something may get caught on a mat here, sleds push differently, right? That was one of the arguments why you use it, because you would have a consistent weight across the line. I mean, that's not the reason why I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb because you're not rewarded for your effort, and it's not a competition piece. But ha- have we ever seen these things be calibrated? Is there some calibrated. kind of calibration? Would- calibrated meaning... Uh, I know what uh, calibrated means, but I don't think that they have ever been used long enough to need calibration slash I think, well, they, that, they, they have that little lever on them you know there's a there's a lever and it, i understand that but you want me to trust that all of these things require the same 15 pounds of press to start getting them to inch forward one centimeter at a time or whatever the, i'm just making that up you sound like but, someone but, doesn't I, trust but, the I, government. but i don't trust the fucking grass at, in um at, at the stadium in carson no fuck you this i is, think this is fucking ludicrous you, you it's ludicrous to me do you trust that the weights are all the same weight? I, d- I do, but this is a machine that I know nothing about. The pieces are inside. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying not, I bet you they are all right. But once again, you're putting you're putting these things into let's say one of them wasn't calibrated right. Let's say one of them did take a, an extra 15 pounds of pressure. We never fucking know. We wouldn't, but we also don't know the sandbags have the same amount of weight in them either. Some look smaller than the others. I, you, you don't I think they, but they could easily weigh those. They could, yeah, you're right. So, if you how say, do how do you calibrate those? Calibrate I know how those are calibrated. Tank. Yeah, the how do you calibrate? Tanks? Yeah, I'd like to know I, the I, dump I, tank. How do you, how do you calibrate? I know, I know how. How? How? Well, I don't think they're calibrating the magnetic resistance, but it's tire pressure. So, if there's anything off, in my opinion, for, for any of those, I don't think it's the resistance in the sled, but if you see some going a different direction or veering more to one direction, I think that's likely due to tire pressure, not to um, the magnetic resistance. 
If I'm holding on to both of my boys, each with one hand like this, and they're trying to run away from me, and one of them starts to cry for cry, I don't be like, oh, I'm squeezing this one harder with this hand than this hand. I just look at them and go, you're a pussy. (laughs) And then what do they say? But how am I supposed to know? I don't have my hands calibrated. I'm just saying it's a competition, (laughs) and the arguments around this thing, this thing infuriates me. As, as, yeah. as far as like you're really pissing me off that I'm watching such a great event with such a fucking moronic piece of equipment right in the fucking middle of it. <laughs> it's, it's, I was it's, I was talking to Suze before we came on that it was almost down to the torque tank in that final event for the men. Like we're, we're they're they're fortunate that Saxon was able to get through and finish, but it was almost like a who's going to inch the torque tank that doesn't even matter. Right. The finish line. It, was, it is so, interesting though because if it's off calibrated and one even has five more pounds of pressure on it and you add it up over the whole entire way you've traveled you've moved that much more five like pounds per feet i don't know how they calibrate it all though but well, I, I see the point you're making someone is trying to say like how do you know they're all pushing the same and, well, and, how do you and, know and, that go ahead i was gonna i was just gonna make a science reference there are probably a lot of things that you don't understand that work and that are real but just because you don't understand them doesn't mean they don't work well, but but god would understands be, everything but i but i could uh, but enough. i can at least in my own head be like hey i understand that this sled moved faster because the grass was wet there i have no idea what's going on inside that fucking metal box that's out there and it's just just the just the i, I don't like it but are anyway, you, are you I, claiming like a tom brady deflate gate deal where saxon Tantric actually went out there before yes his and tampered with his machine yes so he beat yes. everybody i saw scott fucking hobble out there and fucking take WD forty and fucking super lube the inside. Uh, and then he also like to the air pressure. And well, you see what's out. really what's really going on is Torque Tank's gonna see this and they're gonna be like, you know, we're gonna prove them wrong. Let's send them three, and then yes. three free Torque Tanks are gonna show up and you're gonna see them branded on the bottom, and and then you'll know why we've done this. Hey, I'm not <laughs> hating on it as a training tool. Who's the like, moderator? Get this fucking guy Ethan out of the comments. Why? Who's who, Ethan? What is he saying? I don't even. I don't, see, I don't see an Ethan. Oh, there. I saw. Uh, oh, he's <laughs> Taylor looks skinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were so serious, Taylor. Know, that was, was good. Like, I know that was good. I was like, holy shit, this is gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I agree with you, Ethan. So JR is just uh, has proximity bias. He is thin, right? He looks, he's. He's, he's like a saltwater fish. He turns sideways. You know, you know what JR's got to do? He's got to take the computer and tilt it over at him so we can see Taylor <laughs> from a different perspective real quick. Uh, um, Brooke Wells comes off of the uh, the pull-ups, jumps on the uh, torque tank first, and when she does that, I'm thinking there's psychological implications there because once you get on the torque tank, you're telling everyone behind you, you cannot pass me until we get to the bags. <laughs> right? Did you guys think it? Did any of you think that that it was important as a psychological piece to make sure you got on the torque tank first? It sure seemed that way. Like everyone's like, get get on the torque tank, do the chest of ours unbroken. So I get to the torque tank first, and then like also finish up the sandbag clean, just start moving. Doesn't matter how tired you are at the end of either the sandbag or the chest or the chest of ours. Just start moving the fucking thing. It did seem that way. And she held on for three rounds, and then at the end of that third round is where Danielle Brandon passed her. And it doesn't look like Danielle Brandon changed her technique. She still did onesies on the uh, shouldering the sandbag. Um, but it did look like Brooke was breaking down. I think Brooke started doing some onesies there too. Yeah, uh, did, she had to do 50 of them. <laughs> um, do you think it was a mistake on her part to go touch and go the first two rounds? Either, anyone? Did yeah. you notice how she was doing them touch and go? Like she would touch the ground and if my hand, 
didn't appear as if her knuckles were touching the ground and the judge actually no wrapped around one of them. So like when you do the sandbag touch and go, you got to get like underneath the freaking thing and the sandbag almost arguably doesn't even touch the floor. You could see Saxon was using the same technique and no, it he was, was touching. He was tapping the so you Saxon was good, yeah. You tilt the bag a little bit and the but Brooke bag was not the Brooke was not tilting the bag and the judge actually no repped for it. I was watching, I'm like, don't look like they're touching, and then he no rep the next rep. And then she put it down and started doing onesies, like Savan was saying. I'm telling you, she fell apart on the sandbag from the no reps, man. She didn't like it, no reps for those. She planned on going unbroken the whole way through. And then the second that she, she had to alter the way she was doing them, she was all out of sorts. So what is the rule? Does your um, does the bag have to touch or do your hands have to touch? Anyone got confirmation on that? I think the bag has to touch, but I don't know for sure. That would make Either sense way, I, I am certain she got a no rep on it for that, that fact. I'm certain about that. But from the camera view, you can't tell whether or not it's because just her hands touch or nothing touched. I like staying quiet a little bit and, and seeing who talks first sometimes. Not often. I, I, I like, like to, I like to just keep on talking. I'll keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Jeffrey Birchfield says the rule is the bag. Um, I don't know how he knows that, but he's he's usually right. You know, Jeffrey, I think he's the head judge out there. So, yeah, the bag is the touch. I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, also what happened in the, in the men's event also in round three is when Saxon passed Cole Sager also on the bags. No, sorry. Or Cole Sager passed Saxon on the bags in round three. And then I looked away for a minute and that's when I, and, uh, and Saxon had taken the lead back. And that's when I text you guys and you said, Saxon took the lead back on the run, on the which, runner. Bring, which brings me to this question. They were interviewing Matt Torres on the side and they said, Hey, uh, uh what do you think about this event? When Matt Torres was saying, this is not a running event. <laughs> um, that most of the time is not spent on the runner, but but if if Saxon's passing Cole on the runner, then couldn't it be argued that this is a running event? This seems like a Jr. question. JR, Baby Taylor, Jr. Take, take it. Yeah, so I think when people say that workouts are insert movement workout, a lot of that is dependent on what athlete is doing the workout. If you asked all the athletes what their limiter was in that workout. I would venture that maybe a third of them would say just their overall base capacity. Like my heart rate just skyrocketed after the first round and I couldn't get it back down. And then some athletes might say that their low back started blowing up, going from the tank to the sandbag, back to the tank, back to the run, which is a lot on the low back. And then you might have other athletes say that my legs got blown up from the wall ball. So by the time I got to the tank, my legs were burning. And when I got to the sandbag, I didn't want to pick it up. So in a workout that has that many movements, I think what a lot of people are saying, this is not a running workout, meaning for the most part, your ability to run is not going to be what loses the workout. But if you're so messed up from the other things that you may not be so good at, then the running becomes a factor. Correct. Correct. Well, so, so, so for uh, Cole Sager, it's, it's just not true. It was uh, for Cole. I don't think it wasn't a running workout. I think, I think he kept up with Saxon because the three individuals that touch and go and were able to hold that the most did the best Cole Saxon and Mitchell Stevenson. So I, I'm not going to say it's a sandbag workout, but I think it's a CrossFit workout. And I think a lot of the movements, I think if anything, the workout was most importantly decided on the sandbag and the run. I think the wall balls and the chest to bar were negligible Import, I mean, clearly a part of the workout and mattered, but the people weren't making passes or moves on the on the wall balls or chest of bar. They were making moves on the sandbag and on the run. 
so Mitchell Stevenson is a good runner also? He seemed to be able to hold his run, which to me means he's a good runner. I didn't think he was increasing his pace. I like I saw Dolan at the end down at the end push the Dalton. pace in the last run. <laughs> um, but he looked like he was recovering back to kind of whatever his baseline was on the runner while holding the same pace, um, which is good. And that's what you, you need want, you want to work out like that. To piggyback off of what you guys are saying, I always hear, I mean, and of course, it's the work on your weaknesses deal. And then the workout like this where there's a couple of different things, like you could skyrocket your heart rate doing chest bars. So if you come out in the first round and do your 20 chest bars unbroken, then you might be in trouble with the rest of the event. And then when I look at someone like Saxon, he didn't look like he was too badly out of sorts at the end of that workout. So what you think is he can control his heart rate. He's probably in incredible aerobic condition. And none of these things were like too big of a weakness for him if he has any at this point. And then you look at someone like Frazier, he never attacks something so hard to the point where it kicks him in the ass on something like, say, the runner, quote unquote. So it's just like the make sure you have no weaknesses again. Yeah, and it's like so athlete dependent, right? So we're talking about like time per movement, time per rep. So if you go to the sandbag and you say, okay, I'm going to do two sets of five touch and go like Mitchell did. And that's only going to take me 45 seconds. Then when he gets back to the run, he can use the run as recovery because he's chosen to spend less time on the sandbag. Or he could have gone to the sandbag and done 10 singles. Then he would have had to run harder. And he probably would have been able to run harder because he didn't spend himself enough on the sandbag. So at the end of the day, he probably uses the same amount of time to do the workout. It's just a different strategy. I'm going to say this is a running event then from everything I'm hearing. Basically, what I'm hearing is the three guys who we were. Let's get Matt Torres on the show. It's a CrossFit event. Uh, A one mile run is a running event. Uh, right and, and, and the there three guys that did well we're impressed with their running we 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 we, we, we were we have great things to say about what they did on the um on that running machine on the uh assault runner do you want to know what i think is really cool it's just completely off topic but the comment section as a result of the last show everyone was now pointing out that they're spending too much time showing tia in the stands <laughs> they'll, they'll oh, show that, Tia in the stands I, and then it just litters it with like get the camera off Tia like we want to see the athletes I, it's uh, so funny I, I don't think they put the camera too much on Tia but those comments were fucking hilarious did you notice that yeah and, and, <laughs> so and what the, the irony is is that those people spend more time reading the comments than watching the fucking <laughs> no. event and they're complaining about the camera being on Tia it's like you fucking knuckleheads I've seen you a guys spend more time typing than, than, than watching the event I was dying looking at that. It's like, oh, there's Tia, and there's 30 comments in a row. In the in in, I don't, I haven't seen it in a long time. But in the 80s, there used to be this uh, brand, and it was just generic. They even had like generic beer. It was just yellow, and it had a barcode on it. And they had everything. They had generic gum, generic dog food. Do you guys remember that? Did you say the 80s? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, those assault runners gave me that vibe with those yellow handles and stuff. Um, are you allowed to hold the handles? No. No. Okay, I saw a couple of runners doing I, that. I believe there's like a two-second leeway. Okay. That's, that's from my experience of being on a runner in competition, and Taylor may have something to say about that, but every time it's always like you can get yourself started on there, but as soon as you're moving, you're not allowed to touch them anymore while you're moving. Yeah, Taylor? Yeah, well, I think they put them on there because they just wanted them on the low handles. Oh, are you talking about the runner? Or are you talking about the torque tanks? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm talking about the runner. I saw some athletes holding the handles while they were running, but n- not That's never for long. But I had never seen that before. I guess I had also maybe never paid attention. <laughs> it's no, like the, the yeah, steer. They, you don't want to watch. The runners are yellow because they're custom. Oh, they have like me. the custom Mac. Uh, <laughs> is that what we're talking about? The runners? 
I'm wearing this shirt. Are you allowed to hold the handles the on the runner during the competition? Oh, it depends on the competition. A lot of them will say you can push off, but if you touch the handles, it's a penalty. Some yeah. don't. Some are like, you can touch the handles. You've off. had competitions say they can't touch them at all? Oh, JR's. No. That is incorrect. <laughs> oh, that, that, that is no, no, that is incorrect. In both years of our competitions, the rule has been you can have your hands on the handle for a one one thousand count, and then if you do not release the handle, you get added a hundred meters to your distance. Hundred meters? Yeah, fuck me, right? <laughs> Why so I was like, I've never run that far in my life. Yeah. I'm trying to really incentivize you not to use that. Is it because you could get it pushing and get it moving quicker, easier? What would be the advantage of putting your hands on the thing? Rest just, just allows you to rest while you're running. Wow. Uh, you, uh, I use it as like a fucking propeller, like the Nas in Fast and the Furious. It's like <laughs> you like get yourself going. Um, t- Tommy Marquez wants to know: uh, Can you grab onto the judges' love handles? Um, Wait a minute. If we're talking about touching things in in the, did you notice that on the rope? Savant's grinning a little bit, touching things. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the rope climb event where they're doing the circle of death. I couldn't believe that an athlete went up to the athlete who was trying to finish up their ninth or tenth round and like touched her. Like, can you imagine like any other sport or any other event where you're if this kind of harkens to you throwing the belt? Like they're touching the other athletes while they're like, oh, come on, get up there. Like, Dude, the Noah, fuck? Noah was fucking like directing traffic while Nick Thomas was trying to fucking finish his event. He's like swerving into Nick Thomas's lane and shit. It seriously, it looked like it was about to break into a rave. I'm like, Noah, you might want to scoot out of his lane a little bit. Adrian Conway just put up a post about that. He's like, what do you guys think about it? And then there are Sam Dancer's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I thought it was- Noah, Noah also said something in there, which was like, I'm just trying to, like, yeah, I get it. Hey, <laughs> and only one person can go and only one person can touch you when you're competing. Who's that? Noah, Noah Olson. The rest of you can get the fuck away. <laughs> Noah's a good dude. He can do what he wants. The rest of I you you're creeps. Say something get- more creative than that. No, no, the rest of you creeps. Yeah, just only Noah's the only one who's allowed to. I agree. Um. Okay. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Go. There you go. There's the comments. Sam Dancer, worst nightmare. I mean, but 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 you know what? Like that's the reason to do it then, just to go fuck with them. But it's the the touching Ooh. or getting in their way is just nuts. Chase Ingram hate that. Been that guy. Oh, Chase, you haven't, my, Chase, would, you haven't competed since 1974. Off. Pipe down. <laughs> the fuck you know. Jared Stevens he'd rather get his head cut off. I agree. I, it's it's like when someone beats the shit out of you. Do I really believe that you want it? Want me to do better? Like you wanted to beat the shit out of me. This is I what you surprised. fucking wanted. Don't cheer me on. I was talking. Wanted, I was talking to Alexis about this, and what I think was there was one point in history that this was okay, and it was the first time it was ever done. <laughs> and after that, everyone probably looked at it and goes, "You know what? That was a really good look for that athlete. I also want to have a good look like that." And it became ingenuine at that point, with the exception of Noah Olson, because I actually think he wants to be doing it. But every other athlete is like, all right, guys, get chill the fuck out. Well, hey, man, that's, the, that's the L1 culture, though. Yeah. yeah. Are you telling me every brand. athlete's an L1, L1 athlete? No, yeah. but if they're not, they should be put down. <laughs> During the frame, when they still had Fran as the workout in there, you'd have the last guy coming. Everybody would, like, crowd around them and stuff, and they would bring people Good in on point. purpose for that. You know who's a level one, one who really surprised me? If oh. everyone hates it, why are some still doing it? Good Jason, comment. Jason's a level one. Hopper's a level one. He he got his level one. That makes sense. I, I got I got something to say about Hopper, but but uh, I want to go back. Uh, I want to finish talking about Kelly and oh, oh one more thing about the handles. So why uh why doesn't Taylor know the rules at your competition? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Because I don't put my hands on the fucking runner. I run. Ever? Yeah, but, but you were so adamant in saying that you could do that at JR's competition. But... No, I said I said that you couldn't put your hands on the runner because you would get a penalty after you start your Like that? Yeah. But, but, but why don't you know the rules of, JR, of JR's competition? You said you cannot put your hands on JR saying you can for one 1,000. What, what? I was speaking in absolutes, and he corrected me on the minutia. I meant that like if you touch the handles while you're running, you get a penalty. So I should have I should have been I should have clarified. I didn't clarify. Okay. That's probably really loud. Uh it was nice. It was a nice <laughs> demo. Um Kelly, uh Kelly Clark and Brooke Wells both did what they needed to do there. Um the the commentators that were sort of presenting it that um just from a, a, the narrative of what Brooke needs to do, which kind of shows their bias a little bit, but and, and I get it. I get it. Brooke's a big name. But Kelly Clark was also able to uh stay in the game by taking fourth. Kelly Clark looks good. She's looking yeah. good. Do you think she's going to finish the weekend in the top five, Kelly Clark? Oh, I mean, she's a, well, she's a master's athlete. She's a master's athlete. Two more events, two more events, Turbo Tunnel and Hardcore Parkour. Uh, man. So Shelby Neal didn't do well in the rope climb workout, and that last workout's muscle-up. So I guess the only other person I would figure that could overtake a Kelly Clark or take that fifth spot would be Shelby Neal. But it has to come down to that muscle-up thing. I think Shelby's good Other, at muscle-ups. She's good at muscle-ups, so not rope climbs. It's possible. But Legless, usually yeah. there's some sort of correlation, right? Yeah, but she's also look – at, look at her other finishes. I mean, we'll, we'll, I, think, I think we'll know a lot after this fifth event. Right now, she's 35 points out of overtaking uh, Kelly Clark. So I think, I mean, th- anything's possible in two workouts. I, I don't, she's not safe. Kelly Clark is not safe. Uh, Hiller, you should do a workout live on the seven. No, he should not. Stupid <laughs> idea. Thank you, though. Um, it's going to be way too loud. The like, echo is like wild, doesn't it? We just have oh, to mute you. Hold, hold that thought. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, Taylor, I mean, hold really, that thought. All I thought. can do is bike and run right now. So. When we go Jeez, over geez. workouts uh, five and six, uh, we'll kind of use Kelly Clark as our kind of our guinea pig to see how she's going to – it's going to shake out. Um, one of the things we noticed last week or – yeah, last week when Jason Hopper um, – you guys are going to love this. When Jason Hopper was pushing the dumb tank, um, when he would – to give it new direction, he stopped pushing from the end he was pushing on and would go around to the front and adjust it. I didn't see yeah, one, that and weird. that took like five seconds. And I didn't think last week that that was weird. But the girls this week made it look like a complete fucking retard. They just were pushing it, and they would just shift it a little bit. What the fuck is wrong with Jason? Yeah, Matt Frazier is training his head right. That's what he's doing. And the show, like the show, two shows ago, fucking ridiculous. About how he looks over every GHD set to see where everyone's at every single time, and now you're bringing this up. Goodness, it's not, it's not, look, it's not looking good. He's got to go back to train with Taylor. Yeah, come on, Hopper. The girls were just moving and budging a little bit. You lost four seconds. You switched it three times. That's 12 seconds. You lost a place on the workout. And then we, we, we got some 60-pound girl just like taking it and just like shoving it. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I know. Yeah? I was like, yeah. I was like oh, no. Poor they were Hopper. smart too because they saw that it was almost set off a little bit at the beginning. So they would almost push it partly at the back tire out of the lane. So then that way it went back and straight for the length of it. It also looked much more taxing on this workout. The torque tank. It was a lot more. I think the distance was just so much greater. Uh, um, 
when, when, when I work out at home, there's this kind of this thing I do. I put on like a shirt and a sweatshirt and, and I, and I, I, for a tr- I, and even like, if I want to take it off halfway through the workout, I don't, I wait till the very end and it's kind of like the treat to take it off. Right. You made it to the end. You get to take your sweatshirt off and you're cool. Why did Noah start that workout with his shirt on and wait till round uh, three to take it off? Do, do athletes do that kind of stuff too? Is, is like is a reward? It, is, it a gym, is it a gym shark shirt? I didn't even notice. That's interesting. But that, that was just me saying that he's sponsored by Gymshark. But I doubt right. that that's why he kept it on. I don't well, uh, Some athletes do it for certain events. Like, I mean, you remember it was 15.1 and 15.1A. And Froning put his shirt back on that's so right. that he could yep. put the shirt – so he could catch that clean without it possibly slipping. And on this event, maybe they were wearing a shirt for their chest bar. So it's blurring whether or not their chest is actually touching. That's something that some athletes do. Like put on the yeah. double XL. Yeah, I uh, like that. I like it. I approve. And if he took it off after round three, he's figuring maybe he's done enough work and he can just take the thing off. But other than that, thoughts? Anyone? No one gives a shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I would say like if there's a movement with sandbag cleans, that's one of the movements that I would Ooh. think to always put a shirt on for, just in case you get super sweaty and the bag starts to get a little bit slippery. In a workout that's really short with sandbag cleans, you could probably get away with leaving it on because usually you're not or leaving it off because you're not going to really start to sweat until the workout's over. This workout being 25 minutes and I'm a sweaty dude would definitely be one that I would say shirt staying on. I like to get that bag kind of slick, usually being in like the first or second heat. So you got to mess it up for the later heats. I also like they don't dry those. You think that bag can get so sweaty it gets slick? It can get soaking wet. Yeah. So I want to lose it. Oh, good. No, I was going to also say I noticed something about Luis Oscar Mora, not his shirt, but he was wearing these uh, Nike running shoes um, that were so cushy. It looked like every time he pushed the torque tank, they would just go from like a two inch sole to a one inch sole. And then oh, great the transfer of energy. Great transfer. He, he wore those for the run, though. He wore those for the run, though. Yeah, I know. I just think you're better <laughs> off. Than, uh, I, uh, I'm, I agree. I'm just fucking with you. On uh, yeah, well, just because of the forty sandbag cleans too, like those things are rolling all over the place, and it just looked ugly. Uh, Aaron, you always you always donate money. I, I really appreciate it. You're a good dude, Aaron Patnode. Uh, did you guys cover anything on Zach Watts? He placed bottom of the pack, and he qualified through the MAC last year. Any thoughts on uh, on our boy Zach Watts, who was a guest on the show? Zach Watts programming suited him last year. I agree. Well, because didn't he not finish so hot at the games last year either? I think he was thirty eighth or thirty ninth. Yeah, that's that's about what I have to say about Zach. And that was it was all machines last year, right? That was with the Mac. That's why a lot of people said Hopper did as well as he did was it was machine based, but also clearly Hopper's good at everything at this point and was. But maybe that's something Zach Watts is a little bit better at because he was uh, six feet tall, right? Six feet tall and a little bit heavier. I think he's six feet two oh five. He's a big dude. I think if he competes at Syndicate like last weekend, he does a lot better overall i still don't think he qualifies out of that field it's the total cliche story if you look at his points first place in the lifting event and then just everything else that required an engine just oh he finished he finished 30th (laughs) he beat cold mertens by one spot seven in in where last year game last year at the games uh colton went to the games last year shut the fuck up okay (laughs) um uh, are you kidding yes he did I, be- I believe you. I believe you. Uh, <laughs> you got to believe yourself. You got to know these things. He's your boy. You got the one and only trading card. I do. 
Where is that thing? <laughs> it's right here. Thank you. Yeah, I, I see it. Uh, Can't go. you go on Blood Zombies <laughs> website and buy it? It comes. It's so nice. It's it just, is nice. And one time I opened it online and, and Sousa fucking reprimanded me. Like I can't expose it to oxygen. That, wasn't that me? Oh, is it you? And it's got, a, it's got a stand. My wife, my <laughs> wife won't let me, my wife won't let me keep this in the bedroom. I got to keep it in my office. Cause when it's in the bedroom, all I do is stare at it. I had to take it off my nightstand. <laughs> Bring it in my office. here. Mike Halpin in the comments talking about Nick Thomas withdrawing for the rolled ankle. Is that what happened to him? I saw him limping on the runner and I was wondering what he hurt. Yeah, it was oh. his ankle. They said so. He on the rope climb workout. Can you check his IG, uh, Souza? Uh, Nick Thomas, see if we can get any uh, update on that. Uh, Seb, on this donation is to get Matt back on here instead of settling for Hiller. Oh, it's not. Come on. Matt, Matt is on here. What do you mean? You mean, you mean Brian? You got your your short haired, typical white looking dudes all. What does TPA <laughs> even stand for? I mean, Souza. Um, uh, if Brian Friend and RJ, RJ, PJ, KJ Howell, whatever his name is, they could all be the same person. <laughs> just, just, just pick whoever you want. I'm fucking unique, though. Yes, you are. You, you, don't don't they little, know Brian's you're busy? Gonna what is TPA? <laughs> TPA. Um, did oh well, this, good time to bring up Nick Thomas. Did Nick Thomas get lapped? And did him? Did him and Mora get lapped by Saxon Panchik in that last workout? I think it was close. I I mean, Nick Thomas has not not an excuse, but shit, you roll your ankle and it's bad. It's kind of hard to run and push okay. a sled. Okay, what about Mora? No excuse. Hey, that's a I big dude. I don't think the event suited him. That's a big dude, Nick Thomas. Five eight one ninety three. How tall are you? How that tall is are a you? big dude. How tall are you, Taylor? I'm five ten. And how much do you weigh? Uh, I'm like right around two hundred right now. One ninety eight, two hundred. Wow. Would you do you compete at that? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I had no idea you were that big. All right, you're not skinny. You're a little thick. You have, you have a thick core. Yeah, this guy has an, an Instagram either. I thought I thought he was thin. Uh, he he was until just now. Uh, Mora, um, it, it's, it's, Mora's kind of headed down the Zach Watts path. Have we seen the last of him this weekend? Are we done with him? He had he had his few minutes of fame, and now he's uh, carrying a, a, a torso the size of a fucking gorilla. Isn't <laughs> isn't conducive to six uh, events. I don't know. You know, I mean, he did pretty well on what you would consider a pretty high power output workout with the legless rope climbs. His legless rope climbs were really fluid and, and strong, fast. And we know that that last workout is moderately heavy for pretty much everyone. We know he's strong and he's a good upper body puller. So we can expect he'll probably do well in the final with the uh, muscle ups bar and ring. Okay. All right. Good. Some hype, hype around. So, so, so he is still a problem for Spencer and Noah. No, no. Okay. And if James Townsend, <laughs> if James Townsend weighs what I weigh, then I'm just gonna go fuck myself. That's crazy. Wait a minute. Who's, where are you reading that? In the oh, chat. James He's in the chat, right baby. He's a freakazoid. If that's the case. But so, how tall? How tall, how tall you, is James? James? How tall is James? Six one. Uh, I can't Damn. wait to talk about how Raptors beat Adams and how Griffin earned his place to the games. I can't wait to see what this week holds for the Z score. Is, is he talking about CrossFit? Is this NBA? <laughs> is talking about CrossFit? This is this is Tyler's analytics on everything. He, the he Raptors. Entire, That's an NBA team. Six oh, feet shit. tall. Two hundred. Damn. Damn. Uh, 
um, going going back to the power lean. Going back to the runner, um, Cole did say in his interview that the um, the the sort of the I guess the anchor of his performance on that event was pacing the run. So making sure that you I guess you didn't come out too fast on the run or go too slow that people uh, passed you. I was just told I talked too much. I'm waiting for something. <laughs> well, I, think, I think to what JR said in terms of each athlete uh, managing the workout differently, uh, you know, you look at Cole's strategy and he touch and go virtually all of the sandbag cleans. So I think he, he ran a little slower to save himself in order to do that. And so he thought that's where he was going to make up his time. And I think that was a pretty good strategy because Mitchell Stevenson, uh, Saxon, and him all did really well in the workout by doing that. Um, did, did, did any women finish that event? No, no. Um, what are your opinions on that last event before we move on to tomorrow on that last event? And, and also uh, that only one athlete finished it. Did, did, did they know, did they make something that would be impossible? Do you think that they had anyone test this? Um, you think uh, Wilson uh, Pock had anyone test this who passed it, who finished it? Taylor? I'm sure he had people test it. I don't know that. I don't think he had anyone test it that finished it. Um, I think it, he had Hunter McIntyre test it. Finish <laughs> it in twenty. You finish it in nineteen minutes. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm sure he had someone test it. And I don't have any problem with a tight time cap, especially in a workout like this. If it's a workout where, like, man, because the time cap was so tight, you missed seeing the athlete's ability to test a skill or to test something really vital in the workout or a part of the test. And I think the time cap's really important, but I think in a long grinder like this, you just don't want to be out there for 30 minutes, but you want to make it hard. And, you know, plenty of athletes got back to the sandbag in the fourth round. Plenty of athletes did 30 sandbag cleans at 150. I think the test tested exactly what it needed to. I love the time cap. JR? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about the discrepancy between the male and the female scores and something we can we can consider really a couple things. I think at this point, a lot of people would argue that a 100-pound sandbag seems to move easier for higher level females than it does for males. Okay. So that's kind of like advantage female, but also I think until this year, at least talking to some athletes, not a ton of people train 14 pound ball to a 10 foot target. Maybe not as much as they should. We saw it in quarterfinals be something that's was kind of a big separator on the shuttle run workout. And also I just think that if you look at the breaks on wall balls, the no reps on wall balls, it seemed to just demoralize some athletes comparatively to the males that just took their no rep and kept moving. Boys, boys are cool. Uh, Hiller, uh, but for, and, and then Scott will ask you the same question. Uh, Hiller, what, what do you, what did you, were you okay with the time cap? You're okay with only one guy finishing? I, I, I have, I have a uh, conspiracy theory. Okay. It's that they uh, got a last minute sponsorship by torque tank and the event was actually supposed to be done without the torque tank push and they're just like fuck where do we throw this in and they put it in right there and the event would have all been done under the 25 minute cap and all they would have had to have done is jog to the sandbag and jog back to the runner but that's more running who knows conspiracy theory probably not true i like it i'm going with it uh scott scott uh what did you think about that last workout you loved it your brother finished yeah that was cool it's just special watching both those guys in the same heat um, very difficult being a spectator. I will tell you that that's new. I, I don't have a voice. It was not trained and prepared to scream as much as I just did. <laughs> uh, Scott, um, 
I didn't get as much love from these guys from this genius analysis that I gave earlier today. Maybe you can give me a, a, an attaboy for it. Um, we saw your brother come out and lift heavy. Check. Check. We saw him then. We saw him then grind. Uh, check. And then we in the third workout uh, um, from yesterday, we saw uh, the competitive, super competitive edge of uh, side of him. All the all the boxes checked now. It's like. There it is. That's that thing that like you see that Vellner has or that Medeiros has. Like he he, he three twenty five, uh, chase down anyone in, in in a little bit of a grinder, longer Metcon, and then in the yeah. sprint, hey, uh, I'm no matter what, I'm crossing that finish line ahead of you if I'll sacrifice my body. Are, are, are you? I, I'm sure that you you've known he's had it, but are you seeing it come together um, more than ever this year? What are you seeing when you look at uh, Saxon Panchik? Yeah, I'm really proud, um, and I'm just seeing the pieces come together. And I think that uh, he's he's always been a very smart athlete. Uh, he's like a sponge. Anywhere he goes, he is just he's a great listener, and um, and you can see it. Like we, even when he talks, and we we go through some of the events, and we're talking through things, and he actually gave me some tips uh, last week, and was talking to me about some of the uh, events that I had, and just things I could just tell that I know he was hearing um at at times of just like uh coaching cues or just things to be mindful or like watch out for the rope okay never mind uh sorry uh but but are you really impressed like like i'm really impressed like we're all like oh shit like obviously we have proximity bias right now because we're watching him but we're like oh shit he's gonna get on the podium this year at the games like we're already feeling it yeah i mean that's great that you're feeling that i don't think he's thinking much more than the next event at least that's what, what I'd, I'd be putting into his mind right now is like any moment, like someone wants to take your, take your spot and take that away from you. So um, I think anybody that has stood on that podium or been close knows that like you got to take it one event at a time and you can't look past, you know, what you have in front of you for the day. Is, is it the foundation he got from watching um, Scott growing up with Scott Panchik? Is it, um, the uh just his hard work or in in his um young age or is it uh going and training with uh the greatest crossfitter who ever lived tia toomey what's the what what are we seeing i think it's the last one that you didn't mention it's just kind of like all of the above ah yes yes that one yes that oh the monster energy sponsor he got you mean is that I know. I just think, I think there's a lot of factors that, um, that go into making an, making an athlete, you know, from just the mental side and just uh, along with the experience. And I think the experience is one thing that I just see. I see just a, a different athlete each year that he's taken the floor where there's just more composure. Um, maybe that's part of being a dad now for him, or maybe it's just, you know, the years that, that he's put in and the repetitions he's done where like there's certain things I think as an athlete that when you're new and brand new to those moments, you're thinking about those things. And when you catch some momentum, like he's catching this weekend, you don't, you're not thinking about those things. You're thinking about one thing only and you're thinking about winning. And when that's the only thing that you need to really focus on, it starts to, it almost starts, starts to take a little bit of stress away, but you know, the people that haven't been on a competition floor before, or maybe it's their second time on the floor, they, you know, they're thinking about the things that they've done in the past. They're thinking about events that maybe are, they're thinking about them too long that maybe went well or didn't go well. And 
I think it's really important. One of the things we've always talked about is just having short-term memory, like take a moment, enjoy the win, um, get over the loss and it's time to move on. And you take it one event at a time. And I think that's just, that's just the mindset he's at. He's, he's got a really good head on his shoulders and it's, it's kind of sh- not kind of, it is showing this year. When, when, uh, whenever anyone will give one of my son, I have twin sons and I have, and I have, an, I basically have what, what you, I have, what your, your parents have. I got one boy you call and them two the twins? other. The twins. Yeah. The twins, the, twins. the guys, I call them. The, there's, there's Avi King Avi and his training partners <laughs> and, and, uh, King Scott and his training partners. Um, and so, so if someone were to give one of my boys, let's say uh, a quarter, the first thing out of their mouth would be to the person. Thank you. Could I get two more? Cause I got brothers. <laughs> if they're always thinking about their brothers, it's, it's nuts, right? Um, you, you think can't, if my brothers aggressive- both make it, I could, I could, I could ask for a spot too. um and they they really don't want to do anything ideally they will but separate from the three they're they're like so tight so if you get mad at one one of them will even come well you can yell at me too if you want like they're 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 always got each other's back and a couple weeks ago or was it last week when we saw um luka uh, jukic um struggling we could tell that it was visibly bothering uh lazar even when he won you could tell he couldn't enjoy it he, he was he was he was struggling with that. Is there a component of that um, with uh, Saxon? Not that Spencer's doing poorly at all, but that he um, that he's just not. Is it is it hard for Saxon to enjoy it all together when he has to like keep an eye on his brother too, and vice versa, and, and the same for you? Like, is there like a do you guys um, feel that and you kind of have to maybe, push it away? Is it you have maybe, to always battle like- that? Yeah, I think maybe early on, and this is again comes back to like just getting repetitions, and you get repetitions in with your brothers on the floor. Like we've been at regionals together before. We were at Wadapalooza in January together, and I think when you get repetitions on the floor, um, it almost becomes a second thought. Like those types of situations, and I think this year and this event specifically. I've really noticed maturity from both of these guys where they just seem laser focused on what they need to do. And that's something I'm really proud of even more so than like the performance. Like I know they both have the physical capabilities to be an elite athlete, but at this semifinal uh, part of the season, a lot of it is just comes down to execution and just having that clear mindset going out on the floor. And, and that's what I'm seeing is, and and I'm especially seeing it with Spencer uh, because I'm working closely with him this weekend. So I see that, I see that like change. That's a whole new athlete than, uh, than he was last year uh, out at the West coast classic. And I think I see the same thing from, from Saxon as well as just this, this evolution of who they were last year. And I think as an athlete, it's really important to continue to evolve, not just uh, with the sport physically, but in your mental preparation, your just your demeanor and how you carry yourself off the floor, on the floor, and everywhere in between. Um, can you pull up the the men's leaderboard? There was an event where Spencer um, dives uh, or, or, or does a baseball slide, uh, and on yep. one hand, you can be like, it, it, it talks to what you're saying. It's like, holy shit, there it is. And and he uh, and he beat. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, give you a good exa- I'll give you a good example. Okay. He. He from the West Coast Classic, he slid across the finish line. The West Coast Classic with Cole Sager had the chip on his left foot, and this time he had it on it. He he made sure they put it on his right foot. 
So he knew what foot that was on. So it's just like little details like that over the course of a weekend make a really big difference, especially when everything's all said and done. And you look back and you're like, man, like if I would have had one more point, look at Will Morad sneaking in last weekend. And one of the things that him and I have been talking about this weekend, I'm just like, listen, in every event, you have to fight for every point. It's not just about who's winning, who's in second, who's in third. Like you got to fight. Sometimes you might be fighting for a 15th or a 20th and that could be the difference between you moving on. It's not, I think a lot of times people are like, Oh, I need to fight like to win and, and, and be in first, but like there's going to be events that go well and there's going to be events that don't go so well. And in those moments um, of the events that are not going very well, that's, that's what's like, that's the separator between the people that I believe go to the games and the people that don't is like, this is a moment right here. Like this is an athlete that is ready to go to the games. And I, I believe it's going to happen, man. That's an incredible picture. That is, I, I don't know who took that, but that is awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. Who, who is that? Is that Mora next to him diving? Who did he beat by that split second? That's, I think that's Mora. Hey, what's Mora look like uh, in, in person in, on, on TV? He looks like he's just like a torso of a 400 pound man on a pair, a pair of sticks. He doesn't look like a 19 year old. I can tell you that. If that's, I, <laughs> I didn't look like that at 19. Man, he's he 19. He is yoked. I think so yeah. I think 23 on his profile. Just, I was like, holy hell. <laughs> oh, is he 23? Yeah. Okay. Someone told me he was 19. I feel like. Does like, he look like he's 23 at least? Say, when you come into the sport at 19, you stay 19 for a long time. <laughs> You're just like a teenager forever. I was just talking to my brothers about that. I'm like, how old are you guys now? They're like 25. I'm like, what? <laughs> I still see you as two little kids. I used to wrestle at the same time. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the torque tank, do you have any feelings about it? Do you have any thoughts yeah, about it? As, it? Yeah, it's they're paying, paying to get into an event. I don't know. It's, it seems... It seems silly to me because when you push it harder, it gives you more resistance. So you get punished for pushing it harder, which just doesn't make any sense. Like name me one thing that you go faster in and it doesn't benefit you. Like that does not make any sense to me whatsoever. It's antithesis a cool of competition, tool. right? It's the antithesis. Yeah. Training tool. Yeah. I mean, and it's, a, you know, it's kind of, it makes me feel like one of the other things I don't really like a lot are AMRAPs and there's nothing like that this weekend, but like you get punished for being fitter. <laughs> like I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. That might be the only thing I can think of that would be, you know, a, a comparison. And I feel like with the uh, events, especially at semifinals, I mean, that's the only way they get sponsors is to have, you know, you get big sponsors and torque tank. I'm sure they sold, uh, I tried to get one last year and I couldn't get one. Uh, they had sold out afterwards. So they're paying paying money to get on into onto uh, TV and and get into these events. And we, these athletes just have to figure out how to use the tools. But I had never seen a torque tank push on uh, the main site, which to me that's not a CrossFit thing. So neither I've never seen a devil press either. So I'm going to go ahead and say that one because I'm. <laughs> you don't. You're not a big fan of the devil's press. No, I mean, I, if you want to put it in, fine. I think I can, you know, manage to do what I need to do. But I've just until it's on CrossFit.com, I, it's it's not. That's a what I always board. thought. What uh, what devil press is just the burpee with dumbbells in your hands, right? Correct. Yeah, well, plus the stash. Just, I mean, I don't I think it's like a it's like a weighted burpee. 
<laughs> so the closest thing that we've done to a double press was a burpy sandbag clean over the hay at the games. Like that's kind of a similar movement. Um, it looks a little more functional. And uh, when people do it, they don't look like idiots. I just feel like it's just, <laughs> I, I watch people do it in affiliates and I'm not trying to be mean to people. It's just like, I just don't think it's a safe movement to be doing for everyday people. And I just, yeah, I, I don't know. When's the first time you ever saw the devil's press? When's the What's first that? time you ever saw the devil's press in competition or qualifier anywhere that wasn't like in your um, gym, but maybe handed down what? by another competition? I think, I think yeah. Yep. Wadapalooza took it and they let a bunch of people program the event, um, which I, you know, 2017 I'm, qualifier or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Street parking. Julian Alcaraz is is who, who developed it. But I guess my whole thing is, is like, I always thought like the cool thing about us being on the floor was like, these are things that people could look at and, and, and relate to, you know, most people aren't going to have a a torque tank or, um, you know, even a, a, a devil press is, is, I, I, I don't see it on the main site. There's no, there's no, uh, Benchmark, like name me a benchmark workout that has a devil press. I'll wait. I might see Greg tonight. I'll ask him what he thinks about the They just came out with those new ones too. It's not in there. It's not in there yet. There's some dumbbell movements no. in there and I'm very familiar with the, the new ones that they came out with and I've you know done them and practiced them and they have a very elegant layout to them. And, um, and I just think we've gotten a little awesome. outside of that. You know, I've always trained and followed a lot of what's on the main site. Uh, I've lived in couplets and triplets, and it's been a big part of why I've been successful in the sport. But as you add more elements into workouts, you're starting to just focus on – you're not really uh, testing anything besides just maybe like overall work capacity in some ways. You know, if there's not something specific that you're like, hey, I want to see who can do this the best – and these other things are in there to really kind of um, just add add some some difficulty and, and maybe you call it sexiness to the event. But uh, the focus, like, I'd love to know, like, what the focus is on each event. Like, if you went through, what would you say is, like, what are you truly testing? And I could go through games events and I could tell you exactly what they're testing. Um, which I don't see that from a um, from a programming perspective. Are you in communicate? Do you talk to Dave Scott? Uh, I've I, like not regularly, but um, do you have his phone number in your phone? I do. Yeah. So you could test him. You could text him. Like you could text him. You want me to tell him to get on? <laughs> <laughs> Can you send him a leak, please, Scott? <laughs> have you heard any of those Ben Smith podcasts he's put out recently? Yeah, I listen. I didn't listen to the first one um, because I didn't want to go in with a negative mindset at all. Yeah, good <laughs> call. Good call. So I was just like, "You're going to do it." It's you know, it is what it is. Um, but I listened to a second one on the way down here, and I thought he made a lot of really, really great points and how the programming has changed and evolved a bit. And my training has changed and evolved to try to keep up with what they're testing and doing. And I've honestly, I have. I've been doing a lot less lifting and a lot more uh, machine work, which I think has allowed me to keep a lot of my strength. But um, the machines, it's just like the the power output on the machine is just 
been is that, that's what Ben was talking about a bunch on his podcast, yeah, right? Was just, that he did an entire year of machine training. He didn't see himself get much better, and it was almost like he was he was ruining what he was good at, which was CrossFit to get better at the machines. And then he mm-hmm. didn't get that much better at the machines. Is that kind of similar for you or no? I wouldn't say it's it's ruined me. I, I think it's my my programming. Well, clearly it didn't ruin you because you're a monster still. Yeah. yeah, there were some other things that did uh, that did me in there, but. Uh, you know, I think that the programming has has changed, and um, and I think the athletes even that you're seeing are are changing um, alongside with it. And and we kind of saw a shift. And Dave's talked about this before. I've, I've heard him talk about you know how he's gone. Everybody was like everything was really heavy early on, and he was like, all right, now we're gonna go light and long. And there was kind of this shift I felt like in the season, but we never really got outside of like who CrossFit really is like i i you know there might have been a few events that i like thought were a little too cute but uh for the most part we were still testing and you're seeing things that are are, are measurable and uh, repeatable and we've seen in the past and evolutions and and couplets and triplets which you know like i said you start adding in i felt like, like the machines just had to be in there over the course of our weekend especially uh, just felt like it was not needed. And, you know, if I was to break down our weekend, you know, you look, we started with a lift, which, you know, I look at the lift and it, we weren't allowed, if you missed a rep early in the, uh, in the complex, you were able to do another clean. If your clean was bad, you were able to do another squat if your squat was bad, but you weren't allowed to do another jerk. So like that's just like seems a little inconsistent. Like if the bar drops on my chest and you can and I can hit it, then you know, let me hit it because you are letting other people hit a clean in a front squat. So I don't know, just like a little consistency there. But you know, I look at hey, that's bizarre. That uh, doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it's a- I heard that was different amongst the regions too. So like we all saw Tia I, yeah, do a fourth clean, which was allowed there, but mm-hmm. at the syndicate i was told by an athlete competing there that they were not allowed to continue if they received a no rep at any point yeah we were told we were told that if there was a no rep at any point you didn't it did not count and then i sat in the briefing with my brother and they said that the first part so like the consistency there so weird um, is not good um and when Boz was giving the uh briefings back in the regional days they were very thorough and you know, your, your questions were answered. So, um, I don't know if that's just like a miscommunication or, or what, but you know, the, the second event then was obviously our, our biking torque tank. I was really proud of my efforts getting off that thing <laughs> with the, with the guys and, uh, had been working all year to, to, to get off that first 30 calories fast enough that I didn't get crushed. But, you know, again, then you, you, you have this torque tank in there and, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm mistaken, but I didn't think that was very fun to watch. I can't. Dude, if you can't if, if if you can't pass another competitor, I don't want to watch it. And, and there's no. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like every every movement, I have to. Someone has to be able to pass someone, or else there's no point in watching it. Well, let me ask you. Do you remember when Rich and I went against each other, and I sprinted to my last bar to catch up for the bar facing burpee or front squats and bar yes. facing burpees, yeah. and it was just like. Regionals 2014. Like those are fun. Tri- yeah, when you see somebody just like, just out of nowhere, you know, guns blazing, the, you know, hustles back to the bike, rips out 10 cows, and then goes. Like, I think 
think that workout would have been great without the tour tank. Like I, I think, you know, it still was, and I think it would have been fine with just a burpee deadlift all the way through like 30, 20, 10 cow bike burpee deadlifts. And I think that would have been fun to watch. You move down the floor, you want to put a little run in and it's a couplet <laughs> and you're testing, a you know, a weighted burpee, which is unique and different. And I still think doesn't look crazy silly like a double press does. And I've seen burpee deadlifts on the main site. So like, that makes sense to me that that would be a good test. Um, I, know, can I ask you a question to, about, uh, uh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. So no, I want to ask you a question about pump through him. I'll just keep talking, man. I'll, I'll hijack. This yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to hear want. all this. I do want to hear all this, but we have to, we, we want to talk about tomorrow's workouts, but I want to ask you one question yeah. that, um, to close this loop. Were you, are you working closely with Spencer now because you're out or have you been working closely with Spencer all along this last, this last I've training been working season? closely, uh, with Spencer since, uh, Wadapalooza. Okay. Yeah. So we've been getting you guys together sort of and training. We've been getting together and training and um, just talking more and our friendship has definitely grown like uh, a ton since since January, which is pretty cool to reconnect with him in that way. Yeah, that is really awesome. Uh and and, and just just briefly about your future, are you just in hurry up and wait mode now? Just the the, the heal, sort of like Taylor himself. Uh, Taylor uh, tweaked his knee. It's just the he, just the healing game now. Just who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, just off into the unknown. Okay. Um. Uh. Would you Would you be willing to stay on for a few more minutes and talk about uh t- tomorrow's events with us? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is the first event tomorrow? Does anyone have that pulled up or can uh, it's pull a that 2K, up? It's a, it's a one that is completely pointless. 2K. <laughs> uh, That's not exactly what I was looking for, Hiller, but okay. <laughs> well, you t- here, Scott, this is good. Well, is Scott still here? No, Taylor left. Okay. What is the I'm point of this workout, Scott? What's, what's the hard part here? You tell me, what are they trying to get done here? You tell me. So the two kilometer echo bike is just like a, a trap. 15 minute like time cap, went, mind you. Yeah. Um, like the two, 2k bike is a trap. They want you to like push the echo bike, but you know, the, the difference between, you know, 400 and 500 Watts on the bike is, you know, maybe a couple, maybe a few seconds. It's not going to be anything significant. I think you'll see most of the guys get off the bike. Pretty close. You might see somebody hammer it and then pay for it. Um, and then you got a bunch of stuff testing your midline. I would say, I would argue that's what they would tell me is uh, you were going to, we're going to test the athletes midline through some gymnastics and a moderately heavy dumbbell. But the problem is, is I'm not really sure why like the rep schemes are the way they are because I don't know if you're necessarily testing toes bar in a set of 30, um, but you put 30 in and then you go to your dumbbell and then you're back to the bar. And it's just like, I feel like everybody can do 30 toes to bar um, in the bike. So now I'm, I'm on a dumbbell and the dumbbell moves every 10 reps. So I, I, as far as I know, and I might be wrong, I haven't gone to the briefing yet, but they're going to move it every 10 reps. So that kind of forces you to have to, break it up every 10 reps. So it's just going to look like a bunch of people. And then you're on a burpee box jump over there at the end, uh, which 
it can only be so fast. So I don't know if that's going to be super. You're not a fan, what... Scott. You're not a fan. I hear in your voice of the workout uh, itself. <laughs> um, yeah, not not totally. I'm not sold on. How that. how how <laughs> would you? So now my next question is: How do you think that it should have been done with the same movements? If you even care to give that opinion. Because I have, with, I have a take with, on it. With, what with I would have done is I would have gone fifty cal bike, fifty total bar, or like some some like some, some sort of chipper where you just kind of chip your way through it. Maybe throw the burpee yeah, box I jump think, overs at the beginning and throw the calorie bike at the end, or a down or like a down and back with the bike in the middle. I think is a good test. Um, Do you know what that looks like? Did you did you compete at the Mayhem Classic? I did. I did do that. So, remember that, that down and back exactly. chipper with the box jump overs in it? Mm-hmm. It, yep. it looks a lot like that, but instead of the toes to bar, there were bar muscle ups in the middle. Yep. And I think that's one way it could have been done better. And also this year you were at Wadapalooza individual, weren't you? Yep. Did you do that workout where they had to do they had the devil's press? It was like 50 toe to bar, 50 devil's press. And every single person basically did the toes to bar in a minute and a half, yep. meaning that the sets of 30 here are irrelevant. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so, that's, that's like a perfect good. example. And well done on on your side. That's like I think I sometimes I look at it. I'm just like, man, am I the only one seeing, seeing it this way? But yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm a weird man. Uh, I think if you had it as a that 50 cal bike in the middle, and I think calories. Like I don't know why you got to get cute with kilometers. It just like that's just you're you're trying to be cute uh, there's no there's no way around it um but have I you ever bike and, and, and why do you say that because no one does that calories has always no, been the metric just, that is the metric it's, a, it's just again it's just it's like I, the I torque tank i don't know what they're testing like what do you what are you really testing like yes you can get off a few seconds earlier if you push it really hard um and it's just it, i think it's just more of like hey like these guys might not know how to do this but I just have a big problem because I'm like showcase the athletes. <laughs> Why do we want to give them things that they're like, maybe not sh- like sure on like we've, you know, you standardize everything, but like we as athletes are always getting things that are like, and that's what the games is for. The games is the platform where we should be getting those, you know, on a real bike instead. And you're on kilometers. Okay. That makes sense to me, but you know, why are we not just keeping things simple and, and elegant. I think that was the word somebody, uh, maybe it was Ben Smith who was using. He's just like, we've gotten a little away from, you know, simple and, and elegant in that way. I think people need to go back and read the journals. That's yeah, I was going to say, it may have even been Greg Glassman who said it. That's what I was going to say. It's like Greg Glassman I word. No, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did say this. Here, I did say this about this weekend. I said, yeah. my prediction, I told Tommy Marquez this. I said, my prediction was the people who took the top five in the overhead squat, handstand walk, GHD workout, I said, and this is before we started, I said, I think the people that take the top five in this workout will be the top five to go to the CrossFit Games. So we'll see how I do. But I felt like that test was – that was a test. Like, so far, so that, good, man. I thought they did a great job on that workout. Sousa, um, can you pull that up? Can you pull up the leaderboard and, and, and rank them by that? And then we'll go into the final workout. But let's see how close Scott is. So doing. far, so good. <laughs> does that well, cross just, uh, uh, both sexes you're scott you're talking it. about men and women that that kind of thinking does that uh, work for I both mean, men was, and women i was on the floor before the final heat of men and um and i said that for the men but i would argue the women too because you can't fake it till you make it in something like that yeah that's you know, pretty with good the, with the ghds over like overhead squat you want to see someone get exposed 
Let's put him on some overhead squats. And it By the way, it's interesting quick. that Logan Collins is in this uh, uh, um, semifinal. Someone pointed out that originally he was at the Atlas Games, and then we had him on the show, and we whined a little bit about it, and he got moved, <laughs> uh, which is really cool. Um, the, the, it, 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 he lives in southern Texas. I mean, it's insane that he would have to go up to the uh, Atlas Games. Okay, let's see the women. Let's see the women. Damn, Saxon's good. Can we see? Can you rank us? Oh yeah, thanks, uh, Suzo. Yeah! Wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> you kind of know CrossFit, Scott. Scott. You kind of yeah. know CrossFit. Okay, let's well, look let's, at event number. Six. But I, but let's talk about that for a split second before you go on. Okay. Yep. Yep. Please. You, you look at it, and it's like it's what we're talking about. Is like they are testing an overhead, like overhead stability, like on a lunge, or I'm sorry, on an overhead squat and on a handstand walk, like. You you and your midline is crushed. Like there's there's no way around it, and that is what they're testing. Um, and I just didn't I didn't feel like that was the same across the board for a lot of the other ones. What if they would have uh, made it fifty toes to bar? I think I think fifty toes to bar, but like like I said, trying to maybe put those in there. Um, can you pull up the workout? Again? What about fifty toes to bar and raise the dumbbell to a hundred pounds? And then get rid of the bike and the burpee box jump overs. That'd be a cool event. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so, so I think the be. thing you have to it look would at be. too, if you really wanted to figure out how to tweak this, I'd look at the final event because, you know, you, you got to kind of play um, play around with, with all the different components, like what we did tonight, obviously with them going long and there were a lot of moving components. And that was a that was a bloodbath. I watched those guys take on that event tonight. And that was, that was tough. There was no... You had to be a fit dude in that workout. And um, the worst guy in the field never stopped moving. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. Um, Scott, CrossFit, when, when, when you first started, it, it kind of wasn't a race. Well, yeah, our endurance workouts would be like 100 wall balls, 100 pull-ups, 100 pistols, and 100 dumbbell snatches at 70 pounds. And, and there were like places hard. you could hide and rest. Now there's nowhere to hide and rest ever. People are just flying. Yeah. Well, that's and and the athletes are continuing to evolve. I think yeah. that's a little bit it. But one of the questions that I've had is, you know, this is the most important part of the season, right? So what's the qualification to program these events? You know, mm -hmm. think about uh, going to your level one. Is it your level two? Is it your level three? Like, I look at the people that programmed for the open and the games in the past. And those are people that have been around the sport for a long time that know the methodology and the energy pathways. And I know have sat through course after course and taught course after course. And that's without doing the repetition, you either need to do the reps or you need to sit through some stuff and really be knowledgeable in the sport. And I'd just be interested to know like what the continuing education is and why we are allowing the most important part of the season to be programmed by someone else, because this is the most important part of the season for us as athletes, but we're going to hand that programming over to, uh, over to someone Whoever. else. And what then, do you I don't think, I don't know of any qualifications. I don't know of any hoops. I don't know if you have to prove anything. What did you think of the online semifinal uh, for the age group, Scott? I thought it was unique. Um, I thought it was classic CrossFit and I thought it was 
I thought it was well done. Yeah. I thought the open was well done. Um, I thought quarterfinals was well done and it's changing. And I think that people, I think that's one thing that people need to realize is that the open is changing and it's not a direct path to the CrossFit games anymore. And it used to be. Um, and now it is like, it's about bringing our community together and creating workouts that are accessible to meet the demands of any person that walks into our affiliates, which I think they did. And it made people excited and empowered people and it brought our, you know, brings community, get communities together. And then, you know, you go to the next stage and now we're in quarterfinals and we're starting to see some, some things show up. Still not everything that you would see at semifinals, but you're going to start seeing some things and the right people make it through. But then you get to semifinals and it's just like, okay, well, we're all going to do different tests, which doesn't make much sense to me because you know, what is the design? The design is like, by the time this whole thing's over, we're going to crown the fittest on earth. But like, I always love going back and seeing like the unique layout of like, here was the open, here was your um, regionals. And you could see like all the different things tested amongst those three. Now you don't, you don't get to see that. And I, and I think they're missing out big time because um, we used to bring like, who's 50, they, who's they, um, the events, CrossFit, uh, everyone. I think that, I think, I think they're missing the regionals. Um, I'm a big believer in regionals. I thought it was a great, bring back regionals. yeah, we used to bring 50 people from our affiliate, probably maybe even more than that because we had, you know, my brothers and fee and, you know, we had a team and we'd bring 50 people and now, I was week one. My brothers are week two. Fee's week three. Uh, they got rid of teams. It was super teams. Now it's no teams, and nobody wants to do team anymore. And um, now hey, how they about can't the- go to one. They can't go to one. They don't go to any. So it's 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 evolved. It's changed a lot in that way. People, <clears throat> people keep sending me stuff from the uh, rule book at the syndicate showing that coaches have to pay to get in. So that basically you give. Have you guys seen this in the rule book? <laughs> Yeah. So no, sorry, not the syndicate. Sorry. Strength and depth is which, which one is left? Is it strength and depth? That one is left. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So is granite games. So Someone showed me in the rule book uh, that it's strength and depth. You have to, um, you're, you get a coach's pass. Each athlete gets one coach's pass, 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 but the coach can't pick up his coach's pass until he shows his validated purchase ticket. That seems <laughs> batshit crazy to me that your coach has to pay to get, into well, the, the athlete event. still has to pay to compete, you know. So times are tough. They're also making the coach pay. It's Everyone's inflation, pay. man. It's inflation. It's just going up everywhere. I'd I'd pay I'd pay more to compete if we were treated professionally in a lot of ways. I'd pay more. I'd pay more for a better experience. And do you think anybody would be upset if they're just like, okay, we're going to do it just like 2018? Do you think there'd be a soul on the planet? It's like, oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I think people are going to complain. Nobody likes change. Um, I think a lot of people would be happy as well. You don't hear the mm-hmm. you don't hear about the people that are happy. You only hear about people that are complaining. Good upset, call. So. Let's think, work it. Let's look at number six before I get on. That's an affiliate <laughs> owner. You always got to look at like there's 155 people that like it, and only five people that complain to me. So I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. those. Let's work out number look at work out number six before I start complaining. Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on, eight, check this out. I just made some money, Savon. 
<laughs> no, I'm not giving that to you. Uh, this is for 18, 18 ring muscle ups, 15 front squats, 45 foot front rack lunge, unbroken 12 bar muscle ups, nine I shoulder believe- to overhead, uh, 45 foot um, overhead lunge, unbroken. I believe they changed the unbroken. Oh, I mean, to do it unbroken so anymore. it's just no longer unbroken at all. I believe so. Yeah, I, I have also heard that. Th- thoughts, Mr. Howell, on this workout? You like this? Uh, uh, yeah, I can confirm the unbroken part. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in this part, it, the guys who are in any contention at all or know they want a spot, they're going to do the muscle-ups unbroken. The front squats, maybe they do unbroken, but no one's going from 15 right into 45-foot unbroken, I don't think. So I think you'll see a lot of athletes rip off a big chunk. Maybe they'll break once. Maybe they'll choose to break at – nine and then do six into a chunk of the lunge or maybe they'll do 14 straight if they're really confident there at that point the muscle-ups will probably start to hit them a little bit they'll pick it up for their 15th squat and then probably try to go into the lunge unbroken transition to the bar muscle up which should be unbroken and i think for a lot of the guys that last lunge is going to be a deal breaker do they do nine into into 45 if they're really feeling it or they're racing someone or do they game it break the shoulder overhead in half and then do the last couple reps into the lunge that's a 205 pound front rack lunge. That's the same weight. Oh yeah. Uh, Scott, have you ever done that? What's the uh, most front rack lunge you've ever done? 2013, 185. Wow. And how many feet was that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> with, with an axle bar. <laughs> well, also I think he did it last year at the games, right? Yeah. And how heavy was that back, one? Back. That was 185. I think at the game, 185 back rack, then front rack, then overhead. Yep. So 205 is just insane. That'll be hard. That'll be a – Was that the finale last year? Yeah. How did yeah, that so, feel? Uh, honestly, I was more in the moment of just like taking it all in because at that at that point, I just remember looking up. They had me on the Jumbotron, seeing my wife and my baby in the crowd and – kind of is a whirlwind of emotions, <laughs> but it was, uh, after all the pull-ups, it was definitely challenging, but like those pull-ups, that's, that's a good example of like what I mean by you're testing some gymnastics, like the row wasn't the test. It was just wore you out to make those pull-ups challenging. Yeah, if, if you don't do it unbroken, you drop the bar, then you have to do a power clean to get it back up in the front lunge. I think we're going to see whole heats. Do you think like the first heat, we were just going to see just dudes just get stopped just like right off the bat? Like no one in the first heat will even be able to do those last 45 feet? The last dudes are – go ahead, Taylor. The last 45 feet are 165, I believe, instead of 205. They go ah, to- gotcha. Only 165. My bad. Okay. <laughs> 45 feet. Oh, it's 40 feet. I was just told they changed it to 40 feet. Oh, but it's still unbroken. I don't know if it's unbroken, but I know they also took 90 feet of handstand walking out. So um, the consistency of what it's actually gone online and what they're doing is, is, you know, a little different. Uh, Will we see someone finish this, uh, JR? Yeah, for sure. I'd say we're going to see 75% of the field finish it, if not most. They raised the time cap, too, from 10 to 12 minutes. 
100% of the field is going to finish this. I think that's important. That's good that they raised the time cap because I think that, uh, you know, making everybody finish workouts is, uh, that's what you kind of want to see in, in, some, in, in some ways. And something like this, especially when it can be really affecting the, the leaderboard in the final workout. So it's nice to see them making sure that, you know, someone starts failing reps and really falling off. Um, they get they get they get exposed in that way. I think you're going to see people send it on this one, depending on where they're at on the leaderboard. You know that'll be what allows them to know how big of sets on muscle ups. I think you're going to see people fly and die. Um, you're going to see somebody hold on and do something incredible. <laughs> So what Scott, about Noah? Can you pull up the men's leaderboard? I want to hear Scott's thoughts on Noah. What do you think's going on with Noah? You've known Noah forever. What do you think's going on with him? Um, I think Noah is um, Noah is an athlete that when he gets some momentum, he's he's tough to beat, and I think he hasn't had any momentum yet. Um, oh, that's yeah. a good point. That's probably the the best way I can say it. Like if he came in and that lift, you know, obviously was heartbreaking and then, you know, you go and sell it and then back into the rope climb doesn't go that well. And, you know, he's not in a bad spot. There's two events left. You know, he's, he's not in a bad spot. You know, if you were sitting in, I mean, look at Will Morad where he was sitting. That's where I would venture to tell anyone that's sitting just outside the top five, you know, anything's possible and you just got to keep it, taking it one event at a time. And Noah's somewhere that someone that's been there before and, um, he'll, he'll I mean, ride the I mean, on day three, I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, basically, basically, there's uh, there's there's two spots available, two or three spots available, and there's uh, five guys going for it. I mean, Dallin and Saxon are pretty, pr- pretty, pretty up there, but you got C- Cole, Tyler, uh, Logan Collins, Noah Olson, and Spencer all all fighting to get in there, and only five can go in there, and there's seven, and there's how many dudes, uh, or, or there's three 49. open spots and there's five dudes. Man, Spencer's never been to the games, huh? Nope. Man, he is he hungry as shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he right next to you, like just chewing on his arm? He's sitting on the couch <laughs> eating some snacks. <laughs> Good. Literally hungry. All right. Uh, does anyone have anything else to say? I just ran out of energy and I need to rest to get ready for tomorrow, the grand finale. And Scott, thank you so much for coming on, man. You, the man, yeah. I, I appreciate you. um having being backlit. Um, we were a professional show until you came on. Thank you. <laughs> I, I got one. I guess it just has to do with what we were already talking about with the whole Ben Smith talking about the changes. Do you, do you see any different? What's the big difference between you kind of remaining at that top level where you, it looked like you were going to qualify and then Ben Smith is sitting in the teens for the past couple of years. What do you think that's all about? Any any input on that or? Um, I you know obviously I can't speak about what what Ben's got going on in his life and what his training or anything looks like. I can tell you that my my training uh, has changed every year that I've come back from the CrossFit Games, and I really believe that if you're not coming back and changing a few things, you're going to end up getting the same results or you're going to get left behind. And part of that, it can be from just changing a little bit of nutrition or it could be changing your 
uh, your the way that you're programming. And the biggest thing that I changed in the last few years is if I've asked for more help um, in areas that I don't feel um, maybe the expert expertise is, is there in specific energy pathways. So uh, getting some help in those things has really helped me, I think, in the last two years. And I think a lot of athletes don't ask for, for help because it's, you're vulnerable in that moment. But uh, if you can see that as a strength and just know that uh, it gives you the opportunity to take a step forward, then it's the right move to make. You wish you would ask for help sooner in your career? Um, maybe a little bit. I, I, the sport's just always it's, – it's just always been kind of changing and, um, and evolving in some ways. Um, I don't know who I would ask, though, because the people that I trust are uh, – Far and few between. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have that trust in, in anyone. And I think there's been more people coming onto the scene that have worked really hard to become expert in, experts in certain areas. And I think early on, I didn't see anyone that was an expert. The only people that I believe were experts were the people that were on the floor doing it and the people that were teaching us in the level, you know, level two, level three, you know, all the way up through. Those were the experts. Uh, and I don't, I didn't trust someone like, you know, the first athlete I ever trusted to, or person I ever trusted to do any of my programming was Rich, you know, and Rich has proven that, you know, he's beaten me. So yeah, I trust you, Rich. You can go ahead and tell me what to do, and I'll do it. So, um, I didn't have anyone like that, though. Good <clears> thing <throat> mm, your brothers have you and everyone else, right? <laughs> they got all yeah. the help they need. Showing yeah, they got they got some great people around them for sure. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, man. I don't. Someone said you should be the CEO. Someone said I don't think Scott wants wants or has the time to clean this up. Oh, let me tell you, Scott has plenty of time. Okay. Uh Thank you, everyone, for coming on. He has plenty of time, Hiller. What are you doing shaking your head? He's got plenty of time. He's got plenty of time. He's just chilling. He's chilling. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming on the show. Taylor, uh, Mr. Howell, Souza, Scott Panchik, Hiller, and uh, myself. I thank myself. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Uh, shows will probably start bright and early, but we will post the schedule very soon.